with all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. The Notice podcast explores the need for validation and affirmation through biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. Today on The Notice, it's hard to believe, but the busiest shopping season of the year is here, starting with Black Friday. What about you? Are you a shopper? Or do you dread it? In the craziness of the season, do you think God even cares about shopping? In this episode, we'll answer those questions and hear a few shopping stories, which remind us that in the middle of the busyness of the season, God still takes notice. You are here. Maybe you remember that big arrow sign on the mall map that highlighted where you were. Well, you are here. Black Friday, the beginning of the busiest shopping season of the year. Did you know that last year alone, some 174 million Americans went shopping over the weekend surrounding Black Friday? According to a survey published by the National Retail Federation, that's about 70% of the adults in the United States. That's a lot of us. I guess the shopping thing is for real. So where do you stand on Black Friday? Are you the shopper or do you stay home? Recently, I overheard a lady at work literally gushing about how much she loves shopping and how excited she was for Black Friday. Although at other times she talked about her struggles to shut off her alarm and get up in the morning, She doesn't seem to have any trouble rising early on Black Friday to make sure she catches those sales. I get it. We all love a bargain, and we've all felt that rush when we have saved some serious money. Usually, we're so excited, the first thing we do is hurry to find someone to tell. The ironic thing is, that rush of good feelings doesn't last forever. Psychologists actually have a name for it. Apparently, bargain shopping is a form of intermittent reinforcement, a reward system that is occasional and inconsistent. Psychologist Scott B. of the Cleveland Clinic describes it this way, quote, It's like you're panning for gold. You have to sift through a lot of stuff to find the gold. Then when you find the goal, it sets off the reward center of your brain that makes you more likely to repeat the search, unquote. Apparently, the anticipation of the reward releases dopamine, a feel-good chemical that transmits signals between the brain's nerve cells. Once we find the bargain, the reward process ends, and this may leave us having to find another bargain just to keep those good feels going. Putting the armchair analysis aside, it gently reminds us that just like anything else we do compulsively or without restraint, shopping too can be addictive. And though it appears innocent enough, it could breed self-indulgence and envy. Yet for others, shopping, it's just a hobby or source of enjoyment. So I say enjoy this time of year. 
Enjoy getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning and standing in long lines to get that bargain. Or go enjoy spending time with your friends while trying on the latest fashions. And maybe even going shopping, it's a family tradition. So seriously, get excited when you find that perfect outfit or pair of shoes. Today just might be your day. But if we're really honest, for every shopping trip, there were lots of disappointments. So I don't know where you stand on the shopping thing, but somewhere along the way, my relationship with shopping became synonymous with the word frustration. Growing up, my first shopping experiences began with mom. I learned quickly how frustrating it can be when you have to avoid certain stores because prices were too high, or you have to fumble with coupons or clearance racks. Politely, I would go shopping with mom, but deep inside, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I even began to think that something must be wrong with me. After all, I'm a girl, and aren't girls supposed to like shopping? Isn't this our thing? Maybe some of you remember the Gilmore Girls episode where Lorelai and Rory decide to go window shopping. They couldn't afford anything, so they set their eye on looking at all the pretty things without actually going into the store to try it on or, or even buy it. As you might imagine, this experience didn't satisfy. In fact, they found it rather depressing. Honestly, I can relate. It's certainly no fun to shop when you can't purchase anything. But there are other shopping woes. Sometimes my people-pleasing tendencies led me to feel pressured to buy something that someone else I was shopping with liked, even though I didn't. My solution? Start shopping alone. That certainly worked for a while until I became a mom and I had to take my kids with me shopping. For you young moms out there, you can relate to shopping being frustrating and oftentimes intense. And then, of course, why go shopping when you've gained so much weight that nothing looks good on you? Yep, my why for shopping became abundantly clear. My ear voice says it best, because I have to. So now, years later, when I hear someone say how they love shopping, I admit it makes me pause and wonder, what could possibly be the draw? And how does God fit into the shopping experience? Do we invite him into it? Or do we compartmentalize? Does God even care about shopping? Yes, you are here. Just like that big arrow sign on the mall map. You are here wondering if this Christian podcast will help you answer these really tough questions. After all, does the Bible really say anything about shopping? Well, not specifically, but the Bible does frame shopping in terms of our mindsets about treasures, worry, and being in his presence. Matthew 6, 19-21 reminds us, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And of course, the infamous verse about our basic survival needs in Matthew 6.25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear? Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? 
Perhaps we could finish the podcast right here and say, don't worry about your needs and avoid shopping if it throws off your priorities. But realistically, if we need something, we have to go to the stores or shop online to find it. So how do we take notice of God while shopping? You are here. Remember, there's only one letter difference between shop and stop. I encourage you to replace that H with a T and stop to notice what God is doing. Maybe these stories will inspire you. The first story is a shopping story from my friend Karen. Karen Hassink is an author and a speaker. Over coffee one day, she shared with me a great story about God, how God noticed her while shopping. Here's her story now. It was my birthday. I received some birthday money and decided to go shopping to buy a new pair of jeans and a pair of gold earrings. I was excited. At the same time, my brother had gone through a rough time and began attending church with me. The only Bible he had was a KJV, King James Version, and was difficult for him to read, so I offered to buy him a new Bible. He'd said he'd like that. So on the day I was going to buy my brother's Bible, I was contemplating whether I should charge it or pay using the birthday money. As I thought about it, I decided to use the birthday money. Figured the Bible would be my gift to my brother. While I was shopping for the Bible, I intended to stop at Goodwill to get some play clothes for my son, and then I needed to stop by Meyer. I thought the Goodwill store was in the same plaza as the Christian bookstore, which would have made the trip more convenient. However, when I got to the bookstore, I realized I was wrong. I reasoned, though, that I could look for some play clothes on sale at Meyer. In the bookstore, I discovered that they were having a sale on Bibles. I found one for new and recommitted believers, which had features I thought would be helpful to my brother, so I chose that one. It was a soft cover Bible, so I realized it wouldn't hold up as well, but I was just pleased with the helpful information within it. However, as I was paying the cashier, she told me that the hardcover is on sale for the same price. I hadn't even seen that there was a hardcover copy, and so she went to get it for me. Happy with my Bible purchase, I proceeded to Meyer, and on the way I came upon Kmart, which is when I remembered my neighbor telling me about a great sale they were having on fine jewelry, so I turned in. And once I was in the parking lot, I saw Value Land right next to Kmart, and Valueland is kind of like a resale shop here, just like Goodwill. This is where it gets really good. I went into Kmart and found gold earrings just like I wanted at 70% off. They cost me only $15. Then I went into Valueland. I found a couple pair of sweatpants for my son and decided to look for a pair of jeans for myself. When I was in the dressing room, I began to catch on to what God was up to. I stopped. I typically have a hard time finding jeans which fit me well, so I wasn't holding much hope for what I was trying on. But one pair fit nicely and was practically, if not completely brand new. I stood in the dressing room looking behind, looking towards heaven with a huge smile on my face. And I just said, you, you are behind this, aren't you? And I bought those jeans plus the two pair of sweats for my son for a total of $5. In the end, I was convinced that God had honored my willingness to give to my brother. I did buy him the Bible first. The earrings and jeans were second. 
I don't believe for one moment that those findings were just lucky sales. Rather, I believe God orchestrated all of that. Imagine a hardcover Bible, 14 karat gold earrings, two pair of kids' sweatpants, and a pair of practically new jeans for $45. Shop and stop. Our second story describes one of my shopping excursions. My tires screeched as I pulled into a parking space at the mall. I only had 10 minutes before stores were closing. My needs were simple. White linen pants. God knows that I don't like to shop. He also knows that I had already tried my favorite online stores with no luck and went to 10 different stores over the course of two days. Either right pants, wrong size, or wrong size, wrong style. I tried not to get frustrated, as I remembered I didn't have a plan B. In just a few days, I was headed to Chicago for a conference. Surely, God must know that a pair of summery white linen pants would complement my wardrobe perfectly. As I entered the crowded store, the announcement blared. The store will be closing in 10 minutes. Please bring your items to the checkout. Feeling panicked, I scurried into the pants section, fumbling through the racks. Nothing. Another rack. Nothing. Went to a different section. Nothing. And then, there they were. One lonely pair of white linen pants. Right style, right size, wrong price. Frantic, I tried them on anyway. Score. Just what I was looking for. At this point, the price didn't matter, so I immediately ran to the checkout. But as the clerk ran out my purchase, she stalled for a minute to enter some kind of code. 30% off. Yes! Excited, I attempted to share the story with her about how God noticed me. As she politely put the pants in the, in the bag, I think I saw a smile on her face as she watched me literally skip out of the store. Wow, the God of the universe noticed me? As I started the car, much to my delight, worship easily poured over me as the radio played What a Beautiful Name It Is. Two days later, wearing my summery white linen pants, I stepped into the auditorium at the conference to hear everyone singing What a Beautiful Name It Is, just for me. Shop and Stop. The last story involves a trip to the mall I made one Saturday afternoon. With snow on the ground and tons of traffic, I drove to my local mall where I planned to visit to a particular store. I wasn't sure where the store was in the mall, so after driving around for about a half an hour to find that coveted parking spot, I finally walked in. Not knowing where the store is located, I naturally went to find the mall map. As I looked at the map, I immediately noticed the you are here symbol. You know, the symbol which tells you where you are so you can figure out where you want to go. For some reason, it felt as if a zoom lens was on this symbol, highlighting the words, you are here. Like a broken record, as I continued shopping, these words wouldn't leave my mind. When something like this happens, I think God's trying to get my notice. Perhaps he's trying to tell me something. So I stopped and I prayed. As I started this conversation with God, I began to say to God, you are here. I began recalling all the different ways God was there for me. I recalled how he was with me during the childcare years, the divorce, 
job transitions, and the 23 moves. I recalled how he was here when I was hurt and treated unfairly and when I was celebrating. And even today, he was here while I was shopping. As I left the mall, as God kept highlighting those three words, you are here in my head, I started to put the words to music. I wanted the song to depict what I was experiencing, a conversation with God where I was reminded that you are here, that God is here, that I wasn't alone even when shopping. So I'm inviting you in the midst of your shopping to stop. Take a few minutes to have a conversation with God. Take a few minutes to remember the source of all you have. And take the next few minutes listening to the song, You Are Here.
Now every time I see that symbol, you are here, I am reminded of something much bigger. Something much bigger that whatever activity I'm involved in in this hectic holiday season. Psalm 139, 7-10 states, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If, you, if I make my bed in Shiloh, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uppermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. So yes, I encourage you not to worry, because he will provide. I encourage you to remember where your treasure lies. But most of all, when you're out shopping, stop. Stop and look at the sales clerk in the eye and say your name. Stop and thank God for all you have. Stop by the mall map and say those three words out loud to God. You are here. Next time on The Notice, do you ever look at a sunset and recognize the majesty of God's creation? Or perhaps you write, sing, dance, knit, or consider yourself creative. Join me as I welcome singer-songwriter and worship leader Justin Reed. We discuss how creative God is how creative God made us to be, and how we can use that creativity to love God and others. And just maybe Justin will share a song or two. Until then, take notice. Oh